Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Phillies Today podcast. I, of course, am your host, Dan Wilson, uh, coming to you following yet another Phillies loss. Another Phillies loss. Uh, Phillies lose this game. Uh, at the hands of the New York Mets, two to nothing, and I mean, there's, there's not much to say after a game like this. I, I, well, there's a lot to say, and there's not a lot to say. The, a lot to say is that they didn't look competitive all night. They struck out nine times. Uh, this was a game in which Mets pitching from start to they sorry they struck out eleven times. Uh, Kodai Senga, the starting pitcher for the New York Mets, he had nine strikeouts in just seven innings. Uh, the Phillies gave away at bats all night long. They got one base runner on base, tried to get a runner to second base, uh, was unable to do so uh, with a stolen base attempt. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, first time since 2016, the Phillies did not get a runner uh, to second base in this game. And it's honestly impressive. It is honestly impressive. Phillies only get two hits in this particular game. Offense completely shut down. That fork ball that Senga throws was the first time the Phillies had ever seen him um, but he got the better end of the Phillies uh, on Tuesday night, big time, like big time, massively. Uh, the Phillies' offense kept off balance all night. The two hits uh, in the game: a single by Cody Clemens and a single by Josh Harrison. Uh, in those were the two hits, I should say, uh, in the game. Not base runners. J.T. Romuto got on with a walk. He attempted to steal second base in the eighth inning. Didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Phillies go down quietly. Uh, the runs for the New York Mets again. Philly's pitching was pretty good uh, on Tuesday night. A Francisco Lindor home run in the fourth inning. Eduardo Escobar a singled in the center. It singled uh, to center uh, to make it two nothing in the bottom of the seventh, and that was enough. Uh, the The Phillies could have. It was that type of game where you could have given the Phillies twenty innings. It felt like they were not getting uh, a singular run across the board. And this was game number fifty four on the season. Phillies dropped to twenty five and twenty nine. Uh, they lost this game, uh, so now they. They lose game one of the New York Mets series. They have another game on Wednesday and a getaway day on Thursday. The fifth consecutive series uh, that the Phillies drop the opener. And that is really, really disappointing to see because they consistently dig themselves holes and dig themselves into spots where they can't win series uh, as a result of losing these openers. And it, it's losing baseball. It's dumb baseball. It's unfocused baseball. It's all, all of the words we've been using to describe this team. This is 54 games into the season. The one-third mark, and the Phillies are 25-29, and 29, which means that at this current pace, they're on pace to win 75 games. And this is Rob. This is a week after Rob Thompson went on WIP, the WIP Morning Show a week ago and said they were going to win 95 games. 95 games. You think this is the talent of a 95-win team 
for the Phillies to get there, they would have to play 20 games above their current pace the rest of the way. I don't see it. I just frankly don't see it. For them to get to the point where they were a season ago, to win 87 games the rest of the way, they would have to go, they have to win 62 more games still at this point. So there are 25 wins right now. And you do 87 minus 25, that's 62 wins. And in an 87-win season, you can only lose 75 games. And again, 75 minus 29, 46. So they would have to go 62 uh, and 46 over the remaining 16 games above 500 from this point forward through June, July, August, September, when you've used uh, this bullpen as much as you've had. When when Connor Brogdon uh, comes in this game, and he's pitched really well, uh, for the Phillies, but on pace to like shatter, absolutely shatter. Uh, and he only hit through six pitches in this game. I'm not harping on that, but shatter his innings rate, his appearance rate uh, from a season ago. It, I'm really concerned about the state of what this bullpen is going to look like in August and September. Really concerned about what that fifth starter spot is going to look like the next time it comes up. Uh, it looks like they're going to Dylan Covey uh, is being relegated to the bullpen and he'll be available as soon as Wednesday's game and they're going to they still haven't announced what they're going to do in that fifth starter spot. I understand the people out there who, who are saying to themselves this team, you know, they they started slow last year and why are you so negative? Well, it's been 2 months. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible for me to be positive about this baseball team right now. They have shown very little signs of winning baseball. That this is a team that you should believe in. At a certain point, it, it, it just continues to look like last year was a fluke. Like last year was the first time in 11 years they made the playoffs and they went on a freak World Series run. I've said it a million times. I don't have to keep harping over it. That they went on this unbelievable run that we'll always for, you know remember in October. And this year they look even worse than they did a season ago. And even, again, record-wise, they're right around the same spot, but the way in which they're losing their game. So I want to start with the dumb baseball thing. Something that really annoyed me and really annoyed Ben Davis on the broadcast and you know scrolling on Twitter throughout the game seemed to really annoy a lot of people watching the game. So the eighth inning, the Phillies can't buy a base runner all night. And they are chasing, I saw from Corey Seidman, chasing like more than 40% of pitches out of the zone. Again, that fork ball from Senga uh, was really, really strong all night. But they are just giving away outs left and right, swinging pitches outside of the zone well above league average. And they finally get a base runner on base. And again, they had two hits all night, uh, and there was only one walk all night uh, from Mets pitching. It was from Adam Adovino in the eighth inning. So they finally get to the bullpen. The Phillies were happy to see anyone uh, not named Kodai Senga. So they get a runner on base, a leadoff walk for JT Romuto, the haunted leadoff walk uh, if you're the Mets. And all right, now the Phillies have the tying run up at the plate. Maybe this is where they blow back and they make this thing interesting. And with nobody out, JT they try and steal with JT Realmuto. And immediately, out at second base, changes the entire inning. Uh, Bohm was up in the lineup uh, after him. He grounds out the second base. Brandon Marsh strikes out. And, and that was the inning. It, it, it completely killed that inning. It was a completely unnecessary spot to steal. And maybe if there's two outs, you try and steal one run. But you're down by two runs in the eighth inning, like, I think Ruben Amaro said in the post game, that's like the equivalent of stealing, trying to steal third base with two outs. Like, you better make it. And Romuto, whether he got that sign, or whether he decided to do that himself, or whether he got a sign to do that, it's dumb either way. I'd like to think that it was probably just him. He really thought he could get a good enough jump on Adovino that he was going to make it. And he gets tagged on the back leg. 
uh, kind of that. He was called safe in real time. A quick replay showed uh, that he was out. And in the day and age of replay, like you're not going to get away with that kind of thing. The throw was offline. Um, the tag was not in front of the base. Again, he, he gets tagged on the back leg, and it looked like he was safe in real time. But replay clearly shows he's out, and they give away their only real chance uh, to tie that game, probably their best chance to tie that game uh, against the Mets on Tuesday night. On a night where the offense isn't going, you try and get greedy on the base paths, and you gave the Mets an out unnecessarily. That right there was, it's not the reason why they lost, but it squandered any hope they had to win that game. And that's the kind of dumb baseball that we have all been subjected to watching this team so far this season. And it's frustrating, and I'm done with it, and the entire fan base should be done with it. And they have holes within the rotation, and their bullpen's going to be taxed, and I, I just don't see it. I want someone, either in the replies of this podcast, or to tweet me, or just someone to convince me why I should be optimistic about this team right now, why I should believe this team is going to make the playoffs, not using the logic that they were here a season ago, they can do it. We all know they can do it. Tell me why you believe they will do it. And take your Phillies-colored glasses off for just a moment and tell me what you see in this baseball team right now that tells you this team will make the playoffs. It's irritating. It's frustrating. that This team is playing losing baseball. This is a losing baseball team right now. It's a dumb baseball team right now. We had a bad mistake on Tuesday night, and they had bad offense on Tuesday night, and they couldn't even... Ranger Suarez, well, we'll get into you know my second thing from this game. Ranger Suarez looked great in this game. He looked really, really good. Like Ranger Suarez pitches six and two-thirds, allows just two runs, four strikeouts. Again, he had the one pitch that you know Lindor hit out, and then he allowed... They tried to get him through seven innings, and he allowed a couple of base runners, and one came around to score. But Ranger 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 Suarez looked <laughs> Ranger Ranger Suarez Ranger Suarez looked really really sharp on Tuesday night. Something that he had not looked at all in 2023 against the Mets lineup, and they have he has nothing to show for it because the Phillies can't score a stinking run. Like they they literally could forget a stinking run, couldn't get a runner to second base all night. Just horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. They wasted Ranger Suarez. They they wasted a good effort out of the bullpen. Connor Brogdon coming in to clean up the mess. Junior Marte. Uh, coming in and pitching a clean uh, eighth inning for the most part. doesn't matter. So now you lose game one of the series uh, when, when these divisional games are even more important than they were a season ago following a split with the Braves because you used to play division opponents 19 times. Now you only play them 13 times. So each divisional game you have uh, with expanded magnitude these days. And the Phillies are just, again, really find themselves in a bad spot. They find themselves in a bad spot yet again trying to come back and win a series. And I know they're going to Washington later this weekend, and they play the Detroit Tigers at home next week. Uh, but currently the Phillies are in a spot where if they're going to win this series in New York, they now have to rattle off uh, two wins in a row, which not going to be easy to do. Not going to be easy to do. The Phillies didn't win a series against the Mets at all last season. I know they went deeper than them in the playoffs, but when push comes to shove in the regular season with a larger sample size, it's hard to believe that uh, the Phillies are better than this team and are better than a lot of teams at this point. Uh, the way they're playing. So I got to Ranger Suarez. I got to the offense and how they couldn't hit Kodai Senga. Something that really bothered me before the game, and this has bothered me going back to the Joe Girardi tenure. Uh, and anyone who follows me on Twitter saw I was complaining about this. So Bryce Harper wasn't in the lineup on Tuesday night. And the reasoning was that they wanted to give him a day off. There's actually a spot in the ninth inning where it looked like he was going to pinch hit for Dalton Guthrie, and they ended up using uh, Josh Harrison to pinch hit for Dalton Guthrie, and he ended up getting a hit, so 
it didn't matter, but symbolically it was Rob Thompson was asked before the game and after the game, why no Harper? And his reasoning was he wanted to get him an off day and he wanted to get him back to back off days uh, with Monday. My question is a, I used to get annoyed with this with Joe Girardi that he would oftentimes give off days to guys, Harper in particular, when they're playing you know, a team within the division. And it's like, I'm glad he'll be ready to play the Tigers next week. You know, an AL Central team that's, who's not going to be in contention and your head-to-head record with them is not going to matter, uh, whether it's for the division or a wild-card spot. Your, rec- your head-to-head record against the Mets is going to matter a lot. They're right next to you. Uh, in the standings as of right now, I would like to go full throttle and try and win all of those games, and the Phillies did not do that. Now, I'm not suggesting that Harper would have homered three times and scored three runs, which would have been enough for the Phillies to win uh, on Tuesday night, but in terms of how they're attacking these games, like there needs to be a real sense of urgency as of this point. I don't get the sense that there is that sense of urgency in the Phillies dugout, maybe as of yet or maybe as much as I would like there to be. I think they understand that they're not playing to the caliber, uh, like they're not playing up to expectations, they're not playing at the level that they played at uh, last postseason, but man, oh man, like sitting Bryce in this particular game, I just, I don't get it, and if you want to say, okay, you absolutely have to get him back-to-back off days, which is what they said, and full back-to-back off days, and you don't want him to take any swings, then why not sit him on Sunday against the Braves when you at least guarantee yourself a series split and you're pitching Dylan Covey, so the likelihood that you win that game is less anyway. Like, that game was not competitive on Sunday night. I would have rather Harper sat through that and not taken, you know, four bats worth of, four or five at bats worth of swings. Whereas on Tuesday, you're in a tight game against the Mets. Maybe if Harper comes up throughout the game, like, you are looking at a different game. Maybe the innings go a little bit differently. It just bothers me that it doesn't feel like the Phillies put out their best lineup. They didn't put out their best lineup. It doesn't feel like. The Phillies did not put out their best lineup to win that game uh, against the New York Mets on Tuesday. And that does not excuse all of the at-bats, the poor at-bats, by the other nine guys in that lineup. That is not what I'm trying to do here. It's more so symbolically what it represents. I don't think it was a well-thought-out strategic off day. I would have preferred him out Sunday night. I would have preferred him sit against the Detroit Tigers next week. But if he has to be... And the Tigers, by the way, they play them on Wednesday. They have an off day on Thursday. So I would rather him sat next Wednesday. But if he had to have the off day this like this week, and it had to be on either side of Memorial Day, then yes, I would have preferred him sit on Sunday uh, against the Braves and when your fifth starter spot is going and you're 1-9 out of that spot so far this year, as opposed to game one against the Mets, uh, that you're playing them all season and now you lost that game to nothing, and I'm, I hope he's rested and ready to go for Wednesday's game, for tonight's game, because uh, the Phillies are in desperate need of some winning baseball, some winning ways uh, against this team and all teams, and they're just not getting it right now. So, again, Phillies lose 2 to nothing at the hands of the New York Mets, the fifth consecutive series. Uh, they have lost the series opener. They dropped the 25-29 and 29 on the year. They would need to go 62-46, and 46, if my math is correct, uh, to reach the record they had a season ago of 87 wins and 75 losses. That record did not get them in the playoffs by much last year, even with the expanded playoffs. And we're at a point where expecting this team to make the playoffs, believing in this team uh, to make the playoffs, and talking about this team as a playoff team, it's, it's just hard to do at the moment. It's hard to believe from where I'm sitting that this team is is going back to the postseason a season ago, that they used 
the Rob Thompson, the, you know, magic button last year. This is his first time as a manager, as a big league manager from beginning to end. And it's, it's not going well. And I'm not suggesting that this sits on Rob Thompson. I think it sits on the players more than anything. Man, oh man, they look bad on Tuesday night. The, the bats look bad on Tuesday night. The offense has been too inconsistent. They couldn't get the second base all night. First time in, sorry, not six years, seven years. It was since 2016 uh, that they did that. Uh, and if you want to go and look up the lineup of what they looked like uh, in 2016, those were some losing days back then. Like back in 2016, there was not a team who came uh, off of making the World Series. The starting lineup, we're talking about guys like Odubel Herrera, Peter Borges, Cody Ashey, Michael Franco, uh, the corpse of Ryan Howard, Cameron Rupp, Freddie Galvis, Cesar Hernandez, and Zach Eflin back when the pitcher used to hit. That sound like the talent that the Phillies have in the lineup currently? I know Bryce Harper wasn't in the lineup, but the lineup on Tuesday night was Bryson Stott, uh, Trey Turner, and his eleven million uh, his eleven year three hundred million dollar contract, Nick Castellanos and his five year one hundred million dollar contract, Kyle Schwarber and his contract, J.T. Romuto uh, and his contract, Alec Bohm, Brandon Marsh. Cody Clemens, and Dalton Guthrie. Now, at the end, it, it kind of tails off there. But that is a lot of talent to not to go totally silent on a given night, to get two hit, and your two hits come from Cody Clemens and Josh Harrison, who are supposed to be bench guys. It's totally unacceptable, totally unacceptable chase rate, uh, totally unacceptable brand of baseball, totally unacceptable for, unacceptable for JT Romuto to try and swipe a bag uh, in the eighth inning. And the Phillies, we keep saying it, need to figure it out because they are a losing, dumb baseball team at the moment uh, with a lot of holes on the roster, particular in particular on the pitching side, in particular uh, at the back end of that starting rotation. The panic button's going to have to set in here soon uh, for Dave Dombrowski. I don't know what magic he can pull off. I don't know what kind of magic he can pull off uh, this early before the trade deadline, still two months away. Philly's not in a good spot. So... That's where the Phillies stand. Uh, on the other side, I'm going to preview uh, the remainder of this series. Again, a 7-10 game yet again in Game 2 of the series on Wednesday. And then uh, on Thursday, the Phillies play a 1 o'clock game up in New York. So we will get to that. We'll get to uh, some news regarding uh, this team. Also, some potential options for that fifth starter. Um, unclear where they're going to go in this particular case. Do they bring back Bailey Falter? Do they, do they stick with... Dylan Covey, it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. Uh, you'll be ha- Everyone will be happy to know uh, that in the minor leagues, uh, if, in case you're wondering like what organization, or the organization, organizational depth, I should say, uh, as of right now, uh, for the Phillies to like pull someone up and try and find someone to make this start. Let me give you Griff McGarry's line uh, down for AA Redding uh, on Tuesday night. Four innings pitched, six hits. Uh, seven runs, six of them earned, two walks, four strikeouts, and a home run, 77 pitches, 47 of them for strikes. That's courtesy of Scott Lobber from the Inquirer. Not exactly getting it done down there either. Uh, and, you know, triple A's been getting hit around lately. Double A's been getting hit around lately. If there was a guy in the minor leagues they felt was ready to make that start, uh, they would do it. It's one of many problems this Phillies roster has. Uh, so we will, you know, continue talking about that uh, throughout the week here on Phillies today, but we will also. Uh, you know, get to that on the other side. Uh, you're listening to the Phillies Today podcast, previewing uh, the remainder of this Phillies Mets series coming right up. I'm your host, Dan Wilson. Welcome back to the Phillies Today podcast. Again, I'm your host, Dan Wilson, uh, previewing the final two games uh, in this series on Wednesday. 
It'll be uh, game two of this series. It'll be Aaron Nola in his 4.59 ERA, Carlos Carrasco in his 6.75 ERA. Uh, Carrasco coming off a start at Wrigley Field that was maybe his best of the year so far. Uh, six and two thirds, which is one run allowed. Uh, and that got, I mean, his ERA previously was close to nine. He got it down two runs with that start alone. Uh, Aaron Nola not coming off uh, such a hot start. He had had a start in also against the Cubs uh, two starts ago that was seven innings, two runs, and ten strikeouts uh, that was good enough to write home about. But his most recent start in Atlanta, six runs, five earned. Um, so Aaron Nola looking to right the ship. Carlos Carrasco looking to keep that solid momentum going. Uh, and then on Thursday, it'll be Taiwan Walker making his return uh, to City Field going up against Max Scherzer. Uh, hitting Max Scherzer, obviously never easy. Um, so certainly it, it feels like if the Phillies are going to win this series or win a game in this series, winning the game on Wednesday behind Aaron Nola, I know he's been wildly inconsistent so far this season, uh, feels like the day to do it because they have the pitching advantage in Wednesday's game. They do not have the pitching advantage in Thursday's game. They should have had... Uh, an advantage to try and win on Tuesday night. They did not. The offense did not show up at all. Uh, looking for the bats to come alive against Carrasco. Uh, hopefully they can do that. And then again, this coming, I believe Saturday it is, uh, in Washington is when the fifth starter spot will return. Uh, whether Will it be McGarry? Probably not. It's not going to be Dylan Covey. Maybe they go back to Bailey Falter. Maybe it's just a bullpen game. And just with Matt Strom. I, a Matt Strom-led bullpen game at this point and maybe Covey, you know, returns as the bulk guy uh, following Strom's outing, which is what they did the first time uh, Covey was here, or Covey's debut with the Phillies against the Diamondbacks. Probably is the best possible option you have at the moment for some form of bullpen game. It just speaks to the organizational depth uh, or lack thereof at the moment. Uh, So that's what I think the Phillies should do at this point. I think the Phillies need to play with a little bit more sense of urgency, play smarter, uh, not necessarily harder because I think JT Romito tried to do too much on Tuesday night, and they got to turn this thing around fast because we're about to flip the calendar to June uh, here. Uh, one game remaining in May, uh, and the Phillies in a really, really bad spot. The Phillies just on the season again. They need to go 62 and 46 to match the record from last season. I know they did it last year when they pressed the Rob Thompson button. I don't, I don't see it as of right now, and it's not going to be a good if the Phillies are on the outside looking in and uh, that 2022 run. Uh, looks like a fluke more and more by the day. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the Phillies Today podcast. Check back here uh, on the Phillies Today podcast page uh, for episodes every single day. Again, I am your host, Dan Wilson. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan underscore Wilson for Francisco Rojas. We'll have you back again tomorrow. Until then, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to everyone uh, next week. Go Phillies. Let's just hope they can turn it around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.